Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 80. Do you even umbra? Welcome to Episode 80 of the Nut Nerd Podcast. I am Nate Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Hola, senora. <laughs> here we go, right off the bat, losing <laughs> no, listeners. No, I, I want to celebrate our our ethnicity in this group. And, um, I don't know how to say happy first father's day in Spanish. So I know how to say hello and that's it. So Padre Uno, Padre Dia Uno. Wow. Talk about listeners lost (laughs) at that one. No. Uh, so congratulations. Thank you. Isla is now almost a year old and this is your first father's day. And, um, she got you a present we can talk about a little yes. bit later. So good on her. Yes. I wish I were her dad. I got some crummy handmade cards, Oh, which I love. Yes. Now, my daughter wanted me to give a shout out to her card, and I always said, no, I'm not going to do it. But now that we're talking about it, I think I will. So she made this beautiful card. It said, I think, Dad on the front in a really nice handwritten mm-hmm. scripty type font. You open it up, and there's a hand-drawn quadcopter inside oh, and it's pretty good nice and she says sorry to drone but mm. i love you so the idea nice. that she's droning on and on yes. about how much she and then happy father's clever is very clever we uh i know that puns are often the one of the lowest forms of humor i i think swearing is swearing yes. is that's the lowest form and then uh, other forms of crude humor, like fart jokes and those type of things. I think puns actually are kind of up there. Yeah. And we, maybe we talked about this before, but we love puns. We in do. Our family. We do. We love puns in the not nerd family as well. That's true. Uh, yeah. So Father's Day today we're recording, but we have got a ton of stuff to talk about. We've got just about, I think, every tech company uh, that anybody's heard of to talk about Amazon, Atari, Nintendo, Microsoft, mm-hmm. Apple, of course, uh, some Kickstarters, the Eclipse, Google, Facebook. Man, it just goes on and on. So instead of me going on and on about what we're going to talk about, let's get into it. Let's get ready to rumble. You know, I'm going to put in a trademark. Trademark. <laughs> No one else has used that. We have that. to pay to use that. Oh, that's I thought it was original. No. Uh, so the first, you found an image on Reddit, it looks like, and it is the top 100 paid apps in the iTunes store. And we talked last week, so a little follow-up. Last week, we talked about the in iOS 11, the next version of the software on iPhones and iPads, that the app store is going to change, and it's going to separate out games an app. So somebody right. put together this image of the top 100 paid apps in iTunes and then color-coded them based on which category. That is correct. <laughs> Good. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad I've got that much right because if I didn't uh we would need to not be doing it Start tech over podcast. again. Yes. Um so it looks like just looking we're probably in the top 100 paid apps I would say it's probably 60 of them, 50 of them are games. Yeah. A huge amount. They just have that in gray. I didn't go through the, the trouble to count all no. of them. And Somebody there may can be do that and they can share that information. In with the us. comments, it probably said it somewhere. But yeah, overwhelmingly games. And so Apple's strategy, this is why it's relevant. Apple's strategy to split out the categories on the new iOS 11 app store it's kind of smart because if you're not a game, you kind of get pushed out and it's really hard to find unless you go in and and muck around with the different settings and look at different categories. Well, this way they're going to feature games and they're going to feature everything else separately. I think it's a smart idea. Now I do wish that Apple, they, they've got the largest gaming platform on planet earth. Yes. With maybe the exception of Android because they're split platforms because of the versioning and stuff so who knows but the most consistent yet they just do not care about games yeah it took them forever to do the made for iphone program with controllers that were ios compatible and it was really expensive and i watched a video recently of someone had a pippin 
Remember the Pippin? Oh, yeah, yeah. This was back before Steve Jobs came back. A game system. Yeah. And it was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. Anyway, I digress. But this is very interesting. Um, talk about some of the other categories that were... So the first five are games. And again, these are paid apps. So ones that you have to pay, you know, 99 cents and above to buy in the app store. So the first five are all games. Number six looks like it's a business app. And I'd say there's probably about six or seven different business apps in the top hundred. Uh, sevens back to game eight, nine, doesn't tell us what they are in this chart, but, um, Mm -hmm. eight, nine are photo and video. So that would be, um, you know, a photo editing app or video editing app, most likely Snapseed or yes. Filmic pro or something like that. Um, and then 13, you get a paid music app. Um, so I don't even know what a paid, what app you would have to pay for is it unless a, it's like DJ pro, like I use or yeah. something like that. But that's 13 for that 14 photo and video, 15 health and fitness, mm. um, maybe some Nike app or yeah. And then you have eight straight more games. So you really, um, a couple of the other ones, utilities, weather apps, yeah, the top you know, 20, all but six are games. Yeah. So it really goes to show you, it's a good illustration. We'll put a link in the show notes of just how much uh, it is dominated by games and how much this will help all these other apps like health and fitness. People want these kind of apps too, but games just overwhelm yeah. them. And I think the on the key, I think the key is organized by the number. Uh, so games are the top, photos and videos, you followed are by smart. business health and fitness, entertainment, education, music, reference, weather, navigation, utilities, and lifestyle. So in the top 100, that's the order of majority. And I see there is one utilities, one lifestyle, uh, and then looks like maybe only one navigation and then a couple weather. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But so that'll be good in iOS 11. Mm -hmm. I thought this was a good way to kind of put that into some perspective uh, next up, we had an article. If you are not following our Facebook page, you should be. But if mm-hmm. you do, there's a good chance you saw this week that I did a little unboxing video. Uh, hold on. I need to... How do I do the thing on Facebook to follow? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, never mind. Just tell me about it. Yes. I'll get, get there. Turn on those notifications. So I did a Facebook Live video on Wednesday afternoon because I received my new iPad Pro 10.5 inch tablet device. Eek. I'm squeeing like a little schoolgirl. Yes, I I pulled the trigger. I had been talking about you know we've talked about it many episodes and I kind of um, did, I didn't bring it up last week but I had ordered it by that time and it showed up Wednesday so I went through and kind of did a quick unboxing so I've been using it for. Um, you know, four or five days, but we had family in town this weekend and stuff, so I haven't really gotten to use it a lot. But this tablet is stinking fast. Yeah. I, I mean, it really, the stuff I have done, it is just so quick and responsive. And I did get the Apple Pencil, mm-hmm. so I've been playing around with some drawing apps. Dave, you shared a um, an app for doing a little, <laughs> like an adult coloring book type app. Yeah. Um, there's like Miss July and there's Miss... Oh, a di- <laughs> Yes, not, not that one. I see. Not the adult color. It, it's such a terrible name. It's basically complicated coloring yes. books. Coloring you, books that adults would enjoy coloring because yeah. it's a little more sophisticated. Yes, there's intricate um, drawings. It's not like Babar yes. or, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm dating myself. <laughs> Who are those four little guys? The wig, not the wig. Steamboat Willie. <laughs> it's not Steamboat Willie. No, uh, who are the the four little? There's a purple guy with a TV. The Teletubbies. Oh, the Teletubbies. Teletubbies. Geez. I have uh, tried Babar. so hard to forget about the Teletubbies. Yeah, they are very. Uh, but yeah, so I've been playing around with it. Of course, I'll have more information going forward. But uh, so far, it is one impressive device. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did get the 256 gig model, so the second tier on this with just the Wi-Fi. I didn't get the cellular plan because yeah. I have the tethering with my T-Mobile iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah, the, the people who want the, the cellular connected iPads, it, I'm curious who those people are because yeah. if they're kind of a tech person, they probably have an unlimited, unlimited cell phone account that could tether. And 
even if it doesn't come with tethering, you could pay like $15 to get it. Yeah. So why buy the iPad? Why buy have another yeah. data plan? So and I'm, the extra expense of buying the iPad yeah, outright. I, yeah. So I don't think I could have a good excuse mm-hmm. to buy to pay the extra what 130 bucks i think it is to get yeah. the cellular chip in there but if you're one of those people and you have a reason let us know yeah. right in let us know we will gladly yeah share that uh so and you had found an article where they did some benchmark testing between the the new ipad pro versus apple's laptops and it was actually right. beating out last most of last year's laptops mm-hmm. and was really close to this year's laptops as far as CPU performance. Yeah. And, uh, so it's now they're, they're not apples to apples, no. so to speak. Hmm. but the graphic, the, the, uh, the central processing unit is really fast, but there are things that laptops and desktop computers have advantages of, um, one being a, gra- a dedicated graphics card. Yeah. So th- there are things like that that you can't really compare. But overall, these things are really fast. And for day-to-day use and for the layman, they are faster than last year's laptops. And yeah. They're, and it's in an iPad, something that's you know millimeters thick and less than a pound that you can carry around with the full touchscreen and the pencil support and all these fantastical type things you can do with it. It's really kind of a neat device. And with having the control of iOS where it's locked down and Apple kind of gets to dictate what you're able to put on there, it even makes it performance better because on my Mac laptop, I install all kind (laughs) of weird random utilities and stuff that can really bog things down. But on there... You really can't. You really can't. So if you are looking for an iPad, I don't see how... Unless, you know, you're really financially strapped. But if it's something that you're going to be using for work and productivity, mm-hmm. uh, these things are sweet. They do have the one that is at 300 or 350 for 330. The, the regular iPad, not the pro yeah. version. I so, think it's 32 gigabyte uh, regular yeah. um, iPad, which isn't bad. That's fine for a lot of people. But I, you know, suggested to a client who was looking for a new laptop Maybe she should get a 10 and a half inch iPad. And that's what she decided to get because it was half the price of a laptop and her primary use was photos. I think we maybe we mentioned it last week, but she pulled the trigger and in another week or two, we're going to figure out whether it was the right move and whether she likes it. I think she will. Yeah. And I, I've actually been, cause that's what I've heard with the iPad pros is they're great for photo editing. So I've been playing around with Lightroom on it, Pixelmator, even just the photos app doing some different photo. And Mm -hmm. it's so perfect for that because you can just zoom in, you know, you're really interacting with your photos. So, uh, no, I am really enjoying it so far. And I was talking about it on the Facebook live video. I've read a ton of reviews Mm -hmm. because all the reviews are out now from all the tech journalists and everybody. And I cannot remember a product that has been so universally praised Mm -hmm. in all these different reviews, everybody saying, this is it. They've got it. You know, they're so far ahead of anybody else in tablets, which we already knew, but this takes it even further. Mm -hmm. The only complaint or negative thing I've seen is some guy said, well, it, it can't replace a laptop for everybody. And to which everybody replied, yes. And that's why Apple does not tell you. He took some Tim Cook quote out of context. Yeah. And, but, um, you know, a lot of people like John Gruber during Fireball in his review, he said, usually when I do review an Apple product, I say, I love this, this, and this, but, and he said, there's no buts in this review. It's just good. And especially, I think a lot of these reviewers are looking forward to iOS 11 yeah. with all the refinements and new features because the new la- the new iPad combined with iOS 11 is a beautiful thing. Oh. And it's it's for you, it's going to be like getting a brand new machine come yeah. in September. You're going to get the new op- operating system. It's going to be like, oh, this is just like a completely new device. Yeah. It's going to work even better. So, hey, I guess if you got 600 bucks, 650 bucks laying around and you want to Pull the trigger. Now's the best time yeah. to do if it. If you've been waiting for an iPad, yep. now's the time to get an iPad. And that's what the, I was doing. Yeah, get the Pro with pencil support and all the features. Or if you just want to get the regular version for 330 I mean, come on. There's nothing even close in the no. Android marketplace uh, for a tablet in that price range for yeah. the quality that you get for $330. No. Apple's really trying to squeeze people out. The only people who've got anything going for them are the Kindles from Amazon yeah. starting at 
$49. Yeah, exactly. And they actually just updated those with yeah. updated screens and a couple specs. And so I'm kind of looking at those hard again. I'm like, oh, I just really love that form factor. And with the news that Apple might be discontinuing support for the mini, like yeah. they may not make the mini anymore. I might look at that yeah. in the future. So your options are out there. Now's the time that's tablets are taking over. Yes. And this is true. Um, so the opposite of taking over several episodes ago, we talked about a Kickstarter project and this Kickstarter project, we could not see why it made any sense for this product to exist. Uh, it looked like something out of, I don't even know. Mad saying, Magazine. Yeah, saying Star Trek is a... Uh, so it was back in episode 68 we talked about this, uh, end of March. So the Kickstarter started, it's finished, and this product is the Hush Me. Now, the Hush Me is the world's first voice mask for smartphones. So now if you remember this device, it goes around your neck and then it kind of seals so that people can't see or hear your conversation. So if you're around a lot of people who can read lips, yes. this is for you. Yes. And if you're talking about top secret stuff that those people cannot hear. Um, so I, I was kind of sad to see that the funding ended and oh, 284 no. backers pledged oh, $71,880 to help bring this project to life. And um, what was their goal? Do you remember? It was a $70,000 goal. So they just, wow. oh, and I've got a conspiracy theory on this one. Mm. So um, it was, they had a super early for $129 for the device, 149 and then it was 189 for the basic uh, package. Um, so that one, they had 19 backers, 190 backers got on the early bird at 149 So $150 for kind of a Bluetooth voice husher. I mean, I just don't, I don't understand why you would need this. Um, but here's my conspiracy theory. So they wanted $70,000. They just barely beat $70,000. Now I always say, go look at the highest bid amount thing mm -hmm. and see, because I think a lot of people early on will have their friends pledge the highest level. So it looks like they have more money coming in than they actually do. Well, if you look at the highest one that they have, it is the big distributor pack. Mm -hmm. Backers will receive 30 Hushmi sets for $4,500. And so they, there was supposedly five backers on this. Mm -hmm. I don't know which distributors are going to go in and buy these things, a 30-pack of these things. I think so that they could get everybody else's money. I think they probably had somebody do a couple of these to get them above 70000 yeah. And so then, because if they're they below 70000 they wouldn't get any of the money. Now they get the money from everybody. Yep. So we'll see. Maybe, you know what? Maybe we'll be wrong, Dave. And in a year, we will say, oh my goodness, everybody on earth is wearing a hush me, and we did not have one. We missed it. Yes. We missed the boat. So if these take off, and it looks like you have a uh, mask around your mouth, but you're talking to people, uh, we'll do a review of them. You know, not to be internationally insensitive this comes from kiev ukraine mm. so the russians can are known for kind of their hacking and their scamming could this just be another russian scam could it well be? and kickstarter has had plenty of scams even not from russia but well and maybe it's all filtering straight back to the ukraine so they're getting all this data and they're getting it in bitcoin yes <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but as you've been talking, I have to confess, I clicked play on the video. <laughs> it's hilarious. Go uh, to the Kickstarter page, yeah, we'll watch the, the video. And it's just like, are you, are you serious? Is this, is this a Saturday night live product? Yeah. It's done? like a SNL infomercial. Yeah. 
it's skit. Like it's, it's just over the top. So, anyways, we uh, spent way too much time talking about this on two we different episodes. Did. Uh, next up, a quick piece of follow up. Last week, at the end of the show, we got into a spontaneous extended conversation about iPhones and how we purchase them, the financing plans. And I actually went and looked at Apple's financing page. I put mm-hmm. a link in last week's show notes. Yeah. But um, so they have what you used to buy your laptop, the mm-hmm. Barclay card, right. which you can apply for and get uh, interest-free financing. Mm-hmm. Well, there are a few stipulations on that. So you're yes. basically applying for a credit card and they have money limits. So if you buy something under $500, you get six months, no interest. Yes. Four or five hundred to a thousand, twelve months, and then a thousand dollars and over, you get eighteen months. And my computer was thirteen hundred dollars, yep. so I had an eighteen month window to pay it off. And yeah. so I paid like eighty or hundred bucks a month, got it paid off. Yep. So so I, it, it is a great option if you do need to f- finance something to be able to apply. Uh, again, it is a credit card, so all those normal things apply mm-hmm. to that. But if you make this purchase, and I think in the first thirty days of getting this, yeah, then you get that interest-free financing, which can be really helpful. So if the amazing iPhone Pro comes out and it's yes. $900, I'll have a choice. Do I want to do a 12-month financing to pay for this yes. almost $1,000 cell phone? But you and I both know, I mean, that's a little prejudice. It's not just a cell phone. Yes. It's the world's most amazing iPod musical device. It's the best iPod Apple's ever made. Yes. It's a breakthrough internet communicator, <laughs> and it's a phone. And it's a phone. Are you getting Can this? Get it's one device. One device. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Steve Jobs. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. Can I get it without the phone and yeah. pay less for it? Yeah. Can I get it with? Can I get an iPod Touch with cellular connectivity, but no number? Yes. That would be an amazing phone. That's kind of what an iPad is, really. True. That is true. That's what why I went for the iPad. Uh, next piece, I don't know if we've actually talked about it, but I know they've talked about it on the Mark and Todd cast, mm-hmm. uh, which are good friends of ours, and they do a science-y podcast yeah, and okay Portland friends. Bay's okay friends, yeah. uh, brief acquaintances. Um, anyways, they have talked a lot about the eclipse, and they're actually doing a road trip to go watch this total eclipse that's happening on August 21st, we have a total eclipse, and it's actually coming through uh, central Oregon, north-south-wise, mm-hmm. as the sun comes across about yeah. 10 in the morning around that time. So the sky will go black, and if you're in the right spot, well, this has been a crazy... Virgins will be sacrificed, yeah. cats and dogs. Y2K is going to happen we'll for some together. reason now. Yeah. Um, but so just south of where we're at, just south of Portland... About an hour or so is where they say is the prime, this is the direct path. And so there's been a big tourism push. You know, all the state campgrounds down there are opening up every square inch of space. And all the hotels are mm-hmm. booking been- their rooms for thousands of dollars a night. And uh, so I found a website today called the Eclipse Mega Movie 2017. It's a terrible name, but yes. it's a great website. Yes, they have a simulator. So you can actually put in your zip code or your address and see how the Eclipse will be played uh, for, for you. So it showed up default here as Corvallis, Oregon, which is pretty much due south from here. And you can scroll through the timeline It does a little simulation with a little cartoon and it'll show right at 1018 in Corvallis will be the total eclipse. And so the sky goes dark and the sun's blocked out uh, and then it shows it coming back. Um, But I checked for my zip code. Uh, I think I'm going to rent out my guest room because and you can camp in my backyard because I cannot determine a difference being at my address versus being down in Corvallis. I disagree because look, you're you you're going to be in the pre-umbra and you want to be in the umbra, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> you need to be in the umbra because look, I show I'll show you my screen. See that gray color that's on the sky? Yeah. Now switch back to Corvallis, if you dare. And it goes total black. You are right. Total black. But my point is, if you look at the holistic cost. Turn around <laughs> every now and then. I do not want a, I do not need a total eclipse of the heart. I know it only comes once a lifetime. It does. But the fact that we are mere degrees of 
longitude and latitude away from the peak point. Tell, tell that to the boys who did a moonshot. What a couple degrees mean. <laughs> they never went, so black don't holes. get me back into no. the moon. No, they either the land visit. on the moon or they land in a black hole. Yes. It's science fact. <laughs> science fact. Nate, Nate um, listen. Turn around every now... You know you wouldn't want to go. You and me in a van with all of our kids and our wives, I think we'll fit. We just drive down to Salem. And we Traffic just, is going to be that day. It's at 1018. You get on I-5 If I we leave at 9 day. o'clock... No, can, not even close. <laughs> if you leave at midnight the night before, 10 hours later, you will make it one hour down to Salem. I might see. do it. I might be the only person in my family, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm going down to Salem or at least I'm going a half hour South. I got to be in the Umbra, my friend. We're, we are Umbra enough, but that is way too much science talk for not nerd podcast, but it is a website. So go check that simulator out and you can see, uh, how, how Umbra your location (laughs) is and how far you need to go to be able to get into the total eclipse. But I think for myself, I will be plenty good right where I am. Do you even, um, bruh? (laughs) All right. What do we got next? Next up, we've got Dave's Pro Tip. All right, guys. This is a good one. How many of you... I'm going to paint a picture. Yes. <laughs> Verbally, yeah. not literally. Although, give me your pen, your pencil, <laughs> oh, yeah, and your I'm iPad, not. and we could literally paint a digital picture. So, in your mind, imagine you have your phone on silent. <clears throat> Pardon my getting choked up about this. This is emotional. You're going through puberty. So you have your phone on silent. It's across the room and it's on a padded surface. Let's say your bed or a pillow. Someone's trying to text you or ring you. You can't hear the vibration. You it doesn't buzz the table. It's on a, a padded surface. Well, what are you supposed to do? Get your text message two minutes late? Oh. Forget about it. No way. Your cell phone, if you're an iPhone owner, and most of you are due to our analytics looking, there is a beautiful device on the back. It's called a flash. Now, most people will think that that's called the flashlight. Yes. Because 90% of us just use it for a flashlight. But it can also be a visual aid alert. Yeah. You know, last week we went in and we turned off the reachability. And I think we did that in the accessibilities section. So if you get on your phone and you go to your settings application and you go into general and you go into accessibility, and I'm going to do that right here, settings, and I will repeat general and into accessibility. That's okay. I'll wait for you. There is a section called hearing. It's below the... uh, interaction sections very near the bottom and under hearing third one down led flash for alerts and you can turn it on or off now i use this all the time if i'm someplace that's quiet or i'm in like in a conference or a big room and i want my vibrate on and i stick it in my pocket but i want to be notified if somebody's trying to get a hold of me then the light will flash when the vibration motor goes off it's a it's a secondary cue in addition to the vibration if the phone is somewhere in your sight, but not where you can feel it vibrate. So that's yeah. my tip of the week. I like it. Well, you, what are some scenarios that you can think of that you might use this? I'm trying to think because I did try this for a while when they first introduced it a few years ago. And my problem with it, and it looks like that would still be a problem, is it is really bright. And it is really, like it is near blinding. <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah. If you're in full daylight, no. So this is a secondary pro tip. If you're in a movie theater, keep the phone in your pocket or put it in, um, do put not it in airplane, airplane mode or do not disturb yeah. mode and it'll turn that off. Same thing at night, right? Put it in do not disturb mode because you're not going to want this thing going off in the middle of the night. Yes. But I use it and it's surprisingly handy because I'll see the flash and I'll be like, what was that? Oh, my phone's ringing or something like that. So, of course, it's designed for people who are hearing impaired yes. so they can see the phone go off. Yep. But for regular hearing people, it's very useful as well. So that's my pro tip of the week. Yes. And I actually, one of the reasons I don't use it is having the Apple Watch. I get my notifications there so I don't 
But yeah, it can definitely be helpful. And I do know people that use it and it does help them get those notifications. So thank you for that one, Dave. You're uh, welcome, sir. Quick takes. We've got stories all over the place. We're going to try to move through these quickly because uh, sometimes we don't do that. First one, I don't know what this really means. Amazon's buying Whole Foods. Uh, or it's, they're merging. <laughs> yes. Well, you might remember a few months ago, Amazon tried this trial where they had physical grocery stores that you walk into with your phone, you log in, you pick stuff off the counter, you walk out the door without exchanging any money or electronic Scanning currency. anything. It's all, it tracks you, it tracks the food, you walk in and out the door, you're done. Yeah. Well, I believe this is an expansion of that. I bet you're going to see in Whole Foods some of these things starting to take place yeah. where there'll be select items. Maybe there's one row of quick grab items like sugar snap peas or baby carrots or something. Well, I don't know what you buy at Whole Foods, stuff like that. Yeah. You can just walk in, grab the item, walk out, pass the lines, don't even go through self-checkout. So I think this is one step closer to the completely automated grocery store. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Um, I think, for one, it gives Amazon a whole bunch of physical locations in really great areas because it's yeah. high density. You know, Lake Oswego is mm -hmm. close to us. They have a Whole Foods. We have a Whole Foods, you know, not too far from us. Yeah. There isn't, they can't just go in and buy and build a brand new huge building in those areas. Whole Foods are usually in very affluent neighborhoods. I thought you were going to say hoity-toity. Hoity-toity neighborhoods. Um, Higher-end neighborhoods is a higher-end store, but it also gives them, you know, they can store whatever they want there. They don't just have to do groceries for all their Amazon Prime Now mm. delivery stuff. Back in the warehouse, they've got some... Yeah, so they can products. just have whatever they need to. Uh, I think they already, in Portland at least, with the Amazon Prime Now, I think you might be able... Or no, it's New Seasons which is oh. interesting. Hmm. And uh, so that would be curious how that's all going to work out. But I will tell you what did happen. The stock market does not like uh, other grocery stores after this announcement because they understand how big of a power Amazon is right. and how this could really uh, shake things up. So even like Walmart and Target, those types of stores, they have a feeling. So who knows? We'll see. We'll talk more about it when mm -hmm. we actually see something yeah, come out of it. We don't know much. But right it was now. a big, a big one. Um, this next story was I saw it this week and I got all excited. And so the person that wrote the story, it's actually on cockkey.org, which mm -hmm. I talked about before. I think it was a pick of the week. Uh, Ikea products are now available on Amazon. Whoa! And of course, everybody's like, oh, that's great. Ikea is great. It's cheap. I can just get stuff delivered to my door. I don't have to go to Ikea, which is quite an, a mission mm -hmm. to go there. Um, you well, get lost in that place. Yeah. And the third parties have sold Ikea stuff on Amazon, like many things on there. Mm -hmm. It's other companies that buy Ikea stuff and then sell it. Well, somebody got some information and saw that it looked like Ikea was actually selling stuff directly. Well, it turns out, actually, the update in his article says, I'm an idiot. All this Ikea stuff on Amazon is from resellers, the same stuff that's been available for years. Um, and then there was a, another update just the other day. Reuters reported that Ikea will test selling items through third-party websites. So I think the real story is the tech journalist did not do his research. Yeah, he looked at something and he has thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of followers, if not mm -hmm. hundreds of thousands, that all got this notification, all got excited just because he saw something that looked like it was being sold directly from Ikea yeah. on Amazon. So uh, yeah, this is a not news. This is a please people, if you write and have large audiences on the internet, think through things and try to get sources, which is a novel idea in journalism, have a source mm -hmm. instead of a hunch. And fact checkers. Yes. Those are good things to have. Oh, speaking of which, quick sidestep. I was listening to, there was the code conference. We, I believe I mentioned it last week. You did. And the, I think it was the, one of the main editors for the New York Times, they did an interview with him and they just released it on one of their podcasts as kind of a bonus episode. Okay. I, we are the most nonpartisan tech podcast on the internet. That's true. This guy was so clueless as to the real world 
I just, it made, and, and he, he did admit some of it. He said, you know what? I think it's a real problem that we're all based in New York and Washington, D.C., like the whole New York Times. Mm -hmm. And they've talked about they want to have reporters and writers out in the, the Midwest and stuff. But some what? of the things he said, it was just like, yeah, this is why it's a problem and why people don't trust the press because you guys are so... And the way he talked, he was so um, mystical about how just perfect all of their news was. They were just always the best source, no opinion. They just provide the news. Wow. And somebody from the audience asked him, uh, I thought it was funny. They said, so do you know what percentage of your staff voted for Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump? Which you would assume they're a pretty liberal publication. It'd be mostly Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. He's like, well, I would never ask that of my staff and I have no clue. And it's like, if somebody worked for you and voted for Donald Trump and people knew about that, they would probably be walked out, the, escorted out by security. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny. It just goes to show you these big tech or big media companies. Mm -hmm. They just really, they are so isolated in their own bubble. And they it goes for tech journalists too. They, yeah. they don't experience life like the rest of us do. He, he's probably, a, a, some of these people are food critics who probably don't even know where meat comes from. That yeah. comes from the grocery store, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where does wheat come from? The grocery store. Uh, uh, so yeah, get your facts right, people. Do it. No excuse. Um, no excuse. Speaking of facts, this last week we had another major conference. It seems like we're getting... So this, much technology that every week there's some major tech the, conference going yes, on. Yes, there's the Facebook conference. There's this conference. There's that conference. There's the Apple conference. There's a Microsoft conference. And now we've got the Electronic Entertainment Expo 2017. Nice. I was desperately trying to look for a summary of the E3 conference. Now, if you don't know, this, they say entertainment. It's 100% video games. Yes. There's n all other forms of electronic entertainment. Forget about it. Movies, forget about it. Um, I don't know. What's some other <laughs> what's some other things besides games? Music, movies. Yeah, board games photos, that light up or something. Yeah, books. But whatever. It's all about video games. And I did find one article on Game Informer, and we'll link to it. And the second page of this article goes through tons of bullet points, really. They're links to all this stuff. So there's stuff, press conferences that... Um, EA, that's Electronic Arts, they make video games. Microsoft, Bethesda, they're a, a video game developer. Ubisoft, another developer. Sony, a developer and a hardware maker. And then, of course, Nintendo, which is a hardware and software maker. All kinds of stuff. I don't even know if I can quickly go through this stuff. I know that Ubisoft did a new game featuring the Rabbids, uh, which is their old kind of characters, it's mascots kind of for the company. And a Mario game. So that was really big. Mm. They were really excited to do a partnership like that with Nintendo. Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Destiny 2, all these sequels to these games. Um, I'm looking through the list. I don't recognize many of them. We should have had Jared, our resident yeah. game expert, do a little write-up on this. Because, yeah, most people... And if you're a gamer, you're following this stuff. Yeah. Um, and if you're a casual gamer, maybe you'll see a game that sure. comes out and that kind of stuff. Well, just a couple more. EA, Electronic Arts, they did a Anthem. Anthem was like this huge new first-person shooter game that's out there now that's supposed to be the big hotness. I've heard of a few of these companies, but that's about it. But didn't, wasn't there some hardware announcements? There was. I'll, I'll just quick. I, we're done with all these bullet points. The big things were, if you look at the three hardware developers, there's Sony with their PlayStation, there's Microsoft with their Xbox, and there's Nintendo with their Switch. Nintendo, hey, uh, we got a bunch of big uh, Mario games. Uh, uh, <laughs> Mario Odyssey, weird game with a hat that's alive that possesses people. Go wow. look it up. Strange. Uh, that's their big thing with a couple other, honestly, Nintendo's big thing was, Hey, we've got third parties developing software for the switch. That's not what they've had for the yep. past couple consoles. So that's big news for Nintendo for Sony, the PlayStation four, they've got tons of exclusive and all these games and, um, high definition remakes of some old classics. Mm. So here's that's Sony's thing. The big news was Microsoft. You had Xbox, you had Xbox 360. Xbox One, the Xbox One S, which was a better version of Xbox One, and now you have the Xbox One X. Wow. Okay, so the X, what is the X? 
The X is the Xbox One S on steroids. It's got 4K video games, high definition gaming. Of course, you have to have a compatible monitor to play all this stuff on. All the games are backwards compatible with the Xbox One and the Xbox One S. So if you are a pro gamer or you just are getting into the Xbox One scene, wait a few months and you'll be able to get the new X console. It starts, I believe, $500, I think is the cost, $499. Wow. So it's a it's a big price tag. But uh, if you've got a matching 4K monitor that supports high definition, maybe it's worth getting. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like... Microsoft's kind of shooting themselves on the foot, in the, on the foot, and on the foot, shooting themselves in the foot because they keep. I mean, this is their third gaming system in three less than three years. The Xbox One, the Xbox One S, and the Xbox One X. It might be four years, but yeah. But still, because it, traditionally it's been these large, you know, eight to ten year generations of your Xbox and then your Xbox 360. And it's kind of a slow moving because you want to invest in a gaming system and then build game your buy mm -hmm. games for that. Right. And then wait for the next big one. But it seems like they're trying to get on these super update cycles, which I just have a hard time. Well, the PlayStation did something similar last year with their PlayStation VR compatible stuff. They yeah. had the, the PlayStation Pro that came out that supported the VR hardware. Now, Microsoft is not even in that game yet. You can't play virtual reality games on Microsoft. But one of the things is is these aren't evolution evolutionary changes. They're quite iterative. And so they um, look at them as a family of products. So the Xbox One, the One S, and the One X are a family of products. And you can get the big, medium, or small, depending on your budget and capability. So it's really one platform with multiple iterations. Yeah. It's not a crazy idea, but it is different than what the other platform holders are doing right now. Yeah, I just I, I I've said it before. I do not envision myself ever buying another gaming system. I've had plenty, and I still have plenty of the vintage ones. But I just these new ones. I you're getting I, old. I, yeah, I guess I'm getting old. Uh, but I just I it's moving too fast. There's too much stuff going on, and I just these darn kids and their crazy yeah, video games. My uh, my iPhone and now my iPad is more than enough game for me. Yeah. So, um, but you buried the lead on the whole E3. I don't know if it actually happened at E3. The one possible gaming system that I would buy, there was a maybe a 30-second teaser. And, and it came out after or at the end of E3. It was not at yeah. the beginning. And all I had to see was some wood grain mm -hmm. in this video. It's kind of a sweeping, close, tight, in, tight shot. And it is called the Atari Box. <laughs> so Atari is coming out with a new gaming system apparently they literally there's no information it, zero information it kind of slides past some wood grain and kind of a grill that looks like the old it looks like the old atari 2600 yes modernized so even if it was just a i would love it like the nintendo classic mm -hmm. the atari 2600 every single game maybe with a little bit of updated graphics kind of widescreen maybe so it'd work good on newer tvs what if let's speculate for a yes. moment so it's got to be hdmi High definition yeah. compatible. What if it's every Atari game ever created for an Atari console, a home console? Yes. They did a lot in the arcades. Yes. I wouldn't expect yeah. arcade no. games to be in a home console. But the 2600, what was it? The 5600, 5200, yeah. 6500 like. maybe I too. And they had like three consoles yeah. and the, only the first one was really any good. And then they went bankrupt and then they made uh, programs for other platforms Yada, yada, yada. So if this is the entire Atari experience in one box, that'd be really cool. So that's one speculation. Or this could be a completely different box with all new games from Atari. Yeah, that one... That, I that one's a hard sell for me. I just got a visual notification <laughs> on my phone. Yeah. I turned it on and it nearly blinded me. So the phone was across the room on a soft surface and a text came in and it went off. And now I can't see straight, but we're yeah. doing a podcast, so I don't have to see. Um Another video, man, we're going video game heavy. The Nintendo Switch is in short supply. You found an article, and they're blaming, of course, the iPhone. Everyone's got to blame Apple. Yeah. But this makes a lot of sense. When I first saw this article, 
and we won't bore you with the details here because we're not about facts. Yes. We're fast and loose. We, yes. just, we just read stuff and go right on. But some of the components that are in the Nintendo Switch are the same components that can be found in other products, namely the iPhone 7 and 7 Plus. Yeah. Um, and maybe even, even other Apple products. I do, I do not know. Apple has such buying power. They buy entire years worth of factories yeah. output of yeah. products. That means other retailers and for other products are squeezed. They just simply cannot get the, the components to make their products from any factory in the world. No, and it, it makes sense. I mean, you do have, you, and everybody says, well, build more factories. Well, I mean, getting all these components and it the supplies. It takes years yeah. to get the factories up um, and running. And so it's, and I've actually got, the next story I will talk about is the Google Pixel, mm-hmm. which is another cell phone that we've talked about. It's Google's flagship. They built it. They designed it. It's supposed to work great with, you know, be the best Android the flagship experience. flagship Android. And, you know, they were expecting to sell a ton of these. Well, we have mentioned time after time that, it is very hard, I think, still to get these, mm-hmm. very constrained. And somebody did some math and thinks that after, I think it's seven or eight months that they've been available, that they might have passed a million shipments. Wow. Which the Apple iPhone does, does that first weekend. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah, because they're doing Apple averages like over 30 million a quarter. Yeah. Um, so 120 million a year and the pixel got to a million, which goes right into that same supply chain thing. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why Apple is so successful is Tim Cook, before he came CEO, built this operations and logistics mm-hmm. and all of these partners and these suppliers where they can build that many iPhones. Nobody else can do that. And that's one of the reasons why they keep billions of dollars in the bank versus yeah. um, investing that or returning it back to shareholders or building new factories or buying companies. They use that money to leverage their position in the marketplace. Yeah. And so, Nate, if I ask you, how do you put out a fire? Uh, water. You suck all the oxygen out oh. of the room. And that's what Apple's doing. Is they're sucking out all the oxygen out of all the supply chains to where they're the only ones who are getting the products. And it's genius. Yeah. Quite, I mean, it's a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for? Nefarious, maybe. Yeah. But hey, it's it's working. It's working. And, and people are still buying them. And yeah. it's even hurting people who are not even direct competitors like Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, because Apple has such a big mallet that when they swing it, Get out of the way is all I got to say. Yes. Well, one last quick take. We've got a couple uh, stories that we'll push out to next week. But the Facebook uh, added something this uh, week, started rolling out in comments. And our dear friend, dear acquaintance Todd from the Mark and Toddcast, the aforementioned Mark and Toddcast, he often likes to comment on our posts or make witty comments using animated GIFs. Yes. Or GIFs or GIFs. Or yes. We call them GIFs because we're nonpartisan. Uh, but he tries to post those and sometimes it'll work, sometimes it doesn't. It's really weird how Facebook's done it in the past. Well, now in Facebook comments, you can just search right in there, get an animated GIF, post it on there. It's some funny little meme or whatever. Some little 20 frame animation. Yeah. So Great. it's very similar to the in the Apple messages. You can do that where you can use the different messaging apps to search for stuff like that and you put something funny in there. So I, I thought that was cool. It's, yeah. uh, it's always good to see Facebook doing something that people really uh, enjoy. I don't know if you can still post if like directly as a post or if you have to use and have it work yeah so kind of crazy there um but you know what we're just gonna get right to it i want to talk about our picks of the week excellent that was wonderful why don't you go first and tell us about your lovely pick this week well it's it's hard to describe maybe it's a little bit hard to describe Imagine a black plastic rectangle that's flat. It's about an inch by an inch yep. and a half, or an inch, three quarters. <laughs> Let's, Let's I get a measure. ruler out. All right, three quarters of an inch by an inch. Yes. I didn't want to make it too big. And then it's got a self, self-adhesive sticker, foam sticker on the back side. And on the front side, it's got a little knob with a ring on it. 
The idea is you stick this little beauty on the back of your cell phone or your cell phone case. Uh, you can put it up high or down low or in the middle. I chose to put mine exactly in the middle. Yeah. I even uh, kind of measured it. So it's right in the middle of the phone. And it's so great for these large phones. You stick it on like your index finger, your middle finger, whatever. And it rests the phone in the palm of your hand in a comfortable way so that there's no chance that it's slipping out of your hand. And then with your free hand, you can type or swipe yeah. or flick or pinch or zoom or whatever you would normally do. And that's one function. The second function is, is you can bend it kind of at a 45 degree angle and you can place your phone. I'm going to put it here on the table horizontally oh. and it, it's a stand stand. You can watch stand. Netflix or if you do it the other way in portrait mode, you can kind of do it like this ah. and stand it on your desk so that it's bending towards yeah. your face versus so flat yeah. on the table. So if it's beside your computer when you're working, you can see notifications or things that come by or use it as a second screen. So it looks very dorky and it's dumb. I've been passing by this in the aisle at Walmart hmm. for months because, you know, I just don't buy things lightly. Yes. I do research. And I'm like, how would this work? Blah, blah, blah. What do I do? My phone case already is kind of crappy looking with this magnet thing on the back. And it's not it's not the case I want. Yes. Uh, so I decided to go for it. But I really love it. So, Nate, this is the, um, the as close as I could come yeah. to telling what brand this was because I cannot remember. It's the, I believe it's the Sojatech mm ring cell phone ring 360 rotating it's one of these long names and i'll put the exact link in the show notes yeah, from yeah. from the product if, if i can find it there's multiple versions of this both on amazon and on walmart.com from different manufacturers with a range of prices so nate what would you pay for that you want to feel it yeah i do it? it's it's got a nice little ring i mean it looks pretty it's metal industrial i've seen like the they're like straps that go on there or Ugh. like the little it's almost like a extender thing that you can kind of pull oh, out. Oh, the little it, pop sockets. Those yes. things are going crazy. Yeah, those are everywhere. But this this is actually classier than those. Yeah. Um, and it has a lot of functionality. You were telling me earlier there's a little hook that came with it yes. so you can mount it somewhere. They even make magnetic ones that have a little magnet on the end with a little kind of magnetic clip that uh, you could stick it in your car. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's, it's like the full deal. This is kind of the basic version with just the adhesive ring and a small plastic clip that you could put on your desk or the wall. I would say for something like this, I would pay up to $15 for wow. this device. Wow. That's, I no. mean, it's got, it's got good, it's solid. It it's is, not a dinky piece of plastic. You'll break your case trying to get that thing yeah. out of there. So I would pay up to $15. Dave, what did you pay for this? Well, I paid right in the neighborhood of about $2.85. No way. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I've been walking past it, and I'm just like, do I need that? No, I don't. So this is kind of a... <laughs> a little extra walking around money yeah. in your pocket. I'd taken, got... I'd taken some of my cans back. Oh, yeah. I got... Which you only had to take 29 cans yeah. back in Oregon now that it's 10 cents. That's right. So I got a few dollars back. I'm like, what can I blow this money on? But I did find, and, and if you have a local Walmart, um, this is kind of a sidestep. I have a conspiracy theory, and maybe I mentioned this before. They seem to just be blowing through their battery backup, the, oh, the yeah. portable batteries. Yeah, because you you've gotten one, I, and you shot. You look at them every time you go yeah. over there just to see what's It's there. in the electronic section. I go by every time, and yeah. the prices of them keep going down and down. Mm. It's clearance, half price, you know, th quarter price, eighth price. I bought the kids a camo and a bright pinkly colored. Pinkly colored? Is pinkly. That a, yeah. yeah, perfect. Um, little backup batteries. $2.50 a piece for a 4,000 milliamp Jeez. battery backup thing. Wow. I'm like, they're just giving these things away. And the retail was like 15 or 20 bucks yeah. on them. Um, anyway, I don't know what's going on. Hmm. My theory, again, is that they're clearing, clearing these out and they're going to just do Walmart sub-branded products. Oh. Black Web, I believe, is the Walmart okay. brand for electronics, hmm. or it's at least one I see all over the place. Yeah. So I think they're slowly replacing third-party backup batteries with their own brands, and that's what they're going to sell. Huh. So that's my conspiracy theory. But now's the time to buy. If there's a Walmart yeah. near you, go in there and try to find some backup batteries for 3 bucks. Nice. Just love a good deal. Just don't fly in an airplane. I always love a good deal. Well, 
Dave, you might think, one might think after listening to my glowing review, initial review of my iPad Pro earlier, that, that I would make that my pick of the week. Yeah. But my pick of the week is actually what is around my iPad Pro right now. So I got it last Wednesday. Okay. And part of the reason why I didn't use it a lot is I did not want to take it out because I had no case and it's an expensive piece of electronics. You didn't want to ding it. I didn't want to ding it. So I'm like, well, I went on Apple's website to see which cases they had Mm -hmm. because there's not a lot available yet. And they have, there's like a new leather pouch that's like 150 bucks. Wow. Just to slide it in. Yeah. But it's. I mean, this is an Apple leather sleeve thing it's with a pencil holder and all the top the stuff. Cow, it's, it's the... the Cow's pajamas? <laughs> no. Was the cow's pajamas. No, it's the, the beef from Japan. Oh, yeah. The, yes. What's that called? Oh. Kaiju Waibu. But it's the massaged beef. That's yes. probably the leather from massaged cows. Yes, the Corinthian leathers and all that. And then yeah. they have... there's. Keyboard cases, they mm-hmm. have their keyboard case, and then I think they have their smart cover, which is a very simple one. And I hear decent things about Apple's branded keyboard yeah. case. And so my thinking right now is I want to see how much I can do without a keyboard case, because mm-hmm. that adds a lot of bulk. And then you're getting up to, I love the slimness of this. And with the keyboard case, I don't think I always need a keyboard, an external keyboard on my iPad. Mm-hmm. So how my theory usually works. That means I don't want to have it there all the time if I don't need it all the time because it adds a lot of bulk. So they didn't, they had like two options. Cheapest one was 50 bucks. And I thought, you know what? Not nerd. We're affiliates with amazon.com. That is true. So I could go to amazon.notnerd.com and see what the options were like all of you can do. And then it gives us a little kickback. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you can help support Not Nerd and keep us going, keeping food on our tables for our children. And so I went on there to look and I'm like, well, I don't know what's going to be out there yet. This device came out a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. How could a factory possibly have created cases for this device? Because it's a whole new shape, different than anything they've done before different for the dimensions, iPads. Different dimensions, different weights, different thickness. So I go on there and I start searching around and I kind of, my iPad I had before, I kind of had the case that snaps on the back and then it has a front cover on it. So Mm -hmm. I was looking through, I had one I really liked that was imitation wood grain, Mm. um, as aforementioned with the Atari, I'm a sucker for wood grain. So I was looking around and there were not many options. I mean, maybe a page of real ones for the iPad. And then the question was ones that were actually shipping because I found Mm. several that said, in stock, June 27th. Yeah, because they haven't even designed them yet. Yeah. They, they made a rendering and yes. put it on there. And I'm like, I need this. I want this this weekend. This mm-hmm. was Thursday. I was like, I want to find something with my two-day prime shipping. I'm going to get it Saturday. So I start looking around, and I find this case, and I'm going to pull up my page on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not um, going to look. Cause... You're not going to look because I want to know what you would pay right. for this case. So I was able to get an Amazon Prime. So take a look at that. It's It clips on very nicely around the back. It leaves holes for the lightning, the headphone jack, all the buttons, everything. Uh, it actually does have a little simulated wood grain pattern, but it's like a blue and a black. So it looks very professional. That's something that I like for business type stuff. And then you can fold it out. <laughs> you can, I, I I'm going to demonstrate, don't know how to run it, demonstrate how you do this. Oh, so you go this way and there's a couple grooves here for different varying yeah, heights. It's a lot easier but it's than I thought. Very grippy. So you can actually do it Is pretty much any angle. There isn't. Um, one of the things I did find the smart connector on the iPad pros, which is used to connect to keyboards. That is very strong magnets where you could like connect that to your refrigerator almost. Um, but it's a very nice case. I was very impressed with the quality of it. It it makes it into like a portfolio yeah. notebook, like a sketchbook is what it feels like. It's got a nice front and back cover that is the nice lined wood grain. And it's got all the cutouts for the camera, the microphone, and yeah. the flash or the flashlight or the alert yes. light as we've learned but earlier. But a very nice soft interior. And now I'm just going to flip it back here if, it, if you're doing it in portrait mode. Yeah. Still very comfortable. This is very nice. So 
uh, you need to charge this puppy. It's 17%. It's oh, only geez. got like 30 hours left yeah. in it. On my iPad. Uh, so the brand is Moco. Moco. M-O-K-O. Yes. And the actual product name, because we always oh, love those. I can't wait. iPad Pro 10.5 case Moco Premium Lightweight Stand Folio Shockproof Cover Protector for iPad Pro 10.5 inch 2017 release tablet blue and gray with auto wake sleep. So that's the magnet. So when you... Pull yeah. the front cover off. It wakes up. What's the release tab? The release tab? Is that how you get it out of there? Released tablet. <laughs> so that's part of the title is the I, Apple iPad Pro 10.5 inch 2017 released tablet is oh part of their description. Wow. So they have do have several several colors. Um, and But this one was the one that I liked the best that was also in stock and available. It's very classy. Yes. It looks so, nice. Dave. What would you pay hmm. for this classy little case? That, oh, let's see. That is nice. Carry the one divided by zero. Um, I'm going to say I would pay, I'd pay $29.99 for that case. I will sell you this case for $29.99 wow. right now. Wow. Because I paid on Amazon Prime $8.99 for this what? case. What? I don't know how they can, how? how that can physically happen that they developed this case, shipped it, it's perfect, got it to me in two days, free Amazon Prime for $9. How is that possible? You can't, I, they must sell a trillion of them yeah. to make that up. So I, Free shipping. That's why I was like, you know what? I think I can do like your $2.80 clip. Yeah. I think I can do $9. So Just I, to try it out. You're yeah. Gonna, so I have I'm, a feeling that you're going to have a host of cases for this thing over time because you're going to find all these deals. At that price, yeah. You know, if I go to Apple, I can't spend $150 for every case. No. Um, but it does look like they do cases for, they have some for the Fire tablets, um, but and they're all like under $15. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to see if they did like the iPhone. They've got some Fitbit charge bands, Google Pixel cases. Wow. There must be the only company that does Google Pixel cases. I don't know how you could keep in business doing that. The Galaxy Tab tablets. Uh, so they do a bunch of different stuff. And so far, I am very impressed with this very simple, sleek, professional looking iPad case for my new iPad Pro. Uh, so yeah, Moco, M-O-K-O. So a twenty, a $30 looking case for 10 bucks. Yeah. That's a good That's deal. That's the kind of deal I like. And then the one disappointing thing is there's not a spot, and there's a lot of complaint on this in general. There's no spot for the Apple Pencil. Uh, so one of the things I... If you have seen me or watch any of my videos, you know I like a plaid shirt with a pocket on it, and I usually have a pen in that pocket. Well, the Apple Pencil does not have a clip on it, so I also went back to Amazon. Oh. I found an article, mm-hmm. and I, well, I'm going to do a bonus pick here if you have an Apple Pencil for the iPad Pros. So I went, and I found an article from iMore, and it talked about different Apple Pencil accessories. There's not a whole lot. And they recommended going to Amazon and buying this clip that just slides onto the pencil. It's a nice, um, like, matte black uh, clip that goes on there. Yeah, metal clip. Pretty strong. It's not going to break. Yeah, uh, very sturdy. And so um, the description is the matte black clip for 400 series bullet pens. So very nice bullet drawing pens. They use these clips. Well, it's the same size as the Apple Pencil. I wonder if that was by design or... Yeah, if Apple said, hey, you know, this is what a lot of pens diameter is. We're going to use a standard... A lot of professional pens. Should that be our our target size? Yeah. so Dave, what would you pay for this clip? <laughs> 30 No. Uh man, this does it just come with one? Or is yeah, it one clip. And I was able to get it on Amazon Prime. It can't be more than a dollar ninety nine. Oh, you well, it can be. These are actually four forty two. And I think a lot of that is just the fact that it is prime. It's such a small thing, but they do have to yeah, ship it to you. Yeah, they have to ship it. Um, but it's got a nice kind of powder coated black yeah. matte finish. And that's not going to be cheap to do even on these tiny little. Yeah. And they're just, uh, they're not a lot of options for that. My, so the Apple Pencil yeah, it's nice. works amazingly with the iPad Pro, especially the new one. My only complaint, it's a little long for me. Mm-hmm. I usually use the Pilot G2 Mini 
pens. I don't have. Oh, it is in my oh, pocket. Oh yeah, it's which like is a the super short pen. It's like a three quarter height pen. Yeah, so it's you know just over half the size of the Apple pencil. So it's a little tall, but mm-hmm. I'll get used to that. But it is very cool. I've been drawing with it and doing some of that stuff. And then I was over for Father's Day, and I was showing my dad and my brother some of the stuff and. Uh, my brother's like, well, how res- because how responsive is it? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people's experience with using a stylus to draw on something is the credit card oh, panels at the grocery store. Those are terrible. <laughs> where it just comes out is, I mean, they're worthless. They're like 500 milliseconds. Yeah. And they're just terrible. It just comes out as a scribble and most of the time they're broken. So I just yeah. went into the Apple Notes app and I had them, you know, showed them the different tools. And uh, my brother, he was like, how precise is it? And in the app he was in, initially it was like a thick felt pen he was using. He's Mm -hmm. like, that's pretty good. Well, he gets over to the Apple Notes and he's using a pencil. And he's like, oh, wow. Like you can write super tiny print. It is so accurate. or hard or whatever. And then my dad was signing his name a couple times and using a couple different tools. And he's just like, this is impressive. You should keep that signature because then you can forge checks. Oh, yeah. Allegedly. I can forge school notes to get out of yeah. absentee notes for school. Oh, Nate, wait. Nate doesn't have to go to swim practice. <laughs> yes, exactly. But anyways, I have droned on enough. The iPad Pro is awesome. But this case was a great find. This clip is working out good so far. Nice work. This You've is got be... your little device. We had some cheap options this week. Sometimes yeah. we get a little more ex- expensive. Yeah. Um, but that's what we do. We, give you, we find good deals because we both value... We put a high holistic cost on uh, finding a reasonable price. <laughs> he almost <laughs> threw his phone at me. It's like that old magic trick where you have a... But it's got the ring on yes. it. You can't, it won't go. One ring to rule them all. Uh, get a little nerd bonus points there. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode. We have talked enough tech to you. We have made your head spin enough, but hopefully there was something in there, a pro tip, a device, a gadget, something that you mm-hmm. will be able to take with you and be able to tech better because that's our goal every week is to help you tech better and navigate this wild world of technology and all this stuff that we're stuck using every single day. Stuck? Not this, stuck this. using. That's a bad term. That we get to use. I'm a a privilege. Some people feel stuck, but we're helping you feel unstuck. So with that, episode 80, Not Nerd Podcast, we're done. Have a good one. Adios. Why goo? Something right around there. The Kobe well, beef. yeah, there's Kobe, and then I think there's another level above that. But. <laughs> oh, geez. 